This is Canada HR News for April 25, 2022. I am Elena Bobereva. In today's episode, we will cover employment news from Quebec, Ontario, Alberta, and Manitoba. We will also present key findings from a recent LifeWorks survey on mental health in the workplace. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. The Institut du Québec's study sheds light on how the pandemic affected Quebec's labor force. The province has started 2022 with a low unemployment rate and a record number of job vacancies. Aging population continues to affect labor supply. With a dwindling pool of potential workers and a considerable decrease in the labor market participation rate among those 55 years and up, the labor shortage is considered to be the biggest obstacle to recovery in the province. Accommodation, food services, and retail industry could be facing ongoing recruitment problems, which may result in employers needing to rethink their business models, even beyond the pandemic. With more opportunities to work from home or in a hybrid model, jobs that do not offer this option may become less desirable to potential employees. Employers struggling with recruiting issues may need to lower their hiring standards, especially those related to academic credentials. More professions will be looking for candidates with stronger reading comprehension, writing, and complex solving skills, whereas Quebec and the rest of Canada are already struggling with digital literacy. Quebec has taken measures to address labor shortages, such as increasing immigration levels and making it easier for employers with genuine labor shortages to hire temporary foreign workers. The province is set to welcome 52,500 new permanent residents in 2022, according to Quebec's Immigration Levels Plan released last year. Most of these newcomers will come through Quebec's economic immigration programs. A number of measures for temporary foreign workers in Quebec have also been introduced. As of this past January, certain Quebec workplaces can now support staff of up to 20% temporary workers, up from 10%. This measure applies to businesses in hard-hit sectors such as retail, accommodation, and food services, among others. The township of Springwater in Ontario is piloting a four-day work week for five months beginning today. Municipal office hours are being extended to make up for the lost day. The township staff will work longer days from either Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday, ensuring there are 35 to 40 hours in the work week. There are at least four other municipalities in Ontario that have tried compressed work weeks for administration staff. The Workers' Compensation Board of Manitoba is returning a 37 million surplus to provide financial relief to eligible employers in the province. Given the economic uncertainties resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic, this action will provide money to employers at a time when cash flow is a challenge. This is the second year the WCB has returned surplus funds to eligible employers while still maintaining the lowest assessment rate in Canada. In May, eligible employers will receive a credit to their account based on 20% of their 2019 premium. To be eligible to receive the surplus, 
employers must have fulfilled their payroll reporting responsibilities for 2019 and paid a WCB premium in 2019. Employers can still report their 2019 payroll to receive the surplus distribution. Of the 37 million, WCB expects 29 million will be returned to the private sector, with approximately 7 million going to small businesses in Manitoba. To recognize the pain and grief felt by parents who lose an unborn child, Albertans experiencing a miscarriage or stillbirth would be able to take unpaid bereavement leave. If passed, the Labor Statutes Amendment Act would improve Albertans' access to bereavement. Eligible employees who would have been a parent, such as biological parents, adoptive parents and surrogates, would be able to take leave. At this time, bereavement leave in Alberta allows employees who have worked at least 90 days for the same employer to take up to three days of unpaid leave per year when a family member dies, without risk of losing their job. Changes in the Labor Statutes Amendment Act would expand access to this leave to those who experience miscarriage or stillbirth. We hear that many Canadian workers are experiencing burnout, leading to lack of concentration and motivation. The latest survey from LifeWorks reveals that 28% of Canadians struggle with disconnecting after regular work hours, and this group displays a mental health score nearly 9 points below the national average. Respondents younger than 40 are 70% more likely to be unable to disconnect after regular work hours than those older than 50. Additionally, 42% of Canadians report ending their workday feeling mentally and or physically exhausted. This group has a mental health score 13 points below the national average. 35% of Canadians find it increasingly difficult to be motivated to do their work. The full Canadian LifeWorks Mental Health Index report can be found on their website, and the link to this report is provided in the episode description. This month's report includes additional insights on Canadians' substance use and associated stigma in the workplace, as well as workplace-sponsored addiction support programs and other findings. More employers are expanding mental health benefit coverage for their employees. United Way, British Columbia and QP Local 1760 have agreed to increase extended health coverage to a combined maximum of $1,200 per year per person for accessing psychologists, registered clinical counselors, social workers and online cognitive behavioral therapists. This agreement was reached outside of the collective bargaining process, which is currently paused but the proposal to increase coverage originated from a union bargaining proposal. This change is effective now, rather than waiting for the completion of collective bargaining. QP1760 has also achieved the conversion of 12 temporary status jobs to regular status. This reflects a major priority of the union to address precarious work through collective bargaining and through the application of existing collective agreement terms between the parties. Every job converted from temporary to regular gains access to the full terms and conditions the collective agreement provides. These additional rights for members becoming regular include seniority, full access to benefits, sick time, vacation, layoff and recall rights, long-term disability, and enrollment in the pension plan. 
QB Local 1760 represents approximately 120 employees of United Way British Columbia, working with communities in BC's interior, Lower Mainland, Fraser Valley, Central and Northern Vancouver Island. And this was Canada HR News for April 25th, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment and Apple Podcast. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and follow us on Twitter at CADHRNews or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.